everybody. Welcome to the Ag Update from Northern Country Co-op. I'm Brady. And I'm Chad. And we have Mick, our LG rep here, uh, sitting with us. Mick, um, thank you for coming. It's been... Uh, Too long. A year. No, it's been, no. Uh, been a month or so. That's been about two months. Two months? Yeah. Well, really? Whenever we, we did one right before uh, planting and... And I mean, Mick is the reason we're we're kind of doing one today. Yes. He did send a, a a gif to us, or no, a meme. meme you sent I a meme. believe it is. You just said that you don't do the gifs, the yeah. whole gifs thing. Yeah, that's right. But uh, sent a meme to us about the diehard egg talk listeners, and it's you sent a skeleton sitting in a yeah. chair, right? sitting on a bench, yeah, yeah like waiting, waiting. For, waiting for the next uh, episode, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. So, so it's then been I got recruited. Yes, yep. and it's like, well, put your money where your mouth is, Mick. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna probably have to get on the next one. So right, right. So I kind of just I kind of introduced yourself, at least your role. You can, I guess, go ahead and introduce yourself as who you are. Yeah. No. Thanks for the invite. Uh, Mick Score grew up on a farm over by Hayward, Minnesota. Uh, we used to have dairy, and we raised dairy steers for a while. Got some dad's got some beef cattle now, uh, corn, soybeans, hay, uh, a little bit of small grain. So that's kind of where I grew up. I uh, went to the Premier College of the Midwest, South Dakota yes. State University. Yes. Yeah, I'm a little. We're a little. Don't forget uh, that, Chad. It's Premier College of the Midwest. Hey, I've I've mentioned it. It's one of the better better schools in the area. I'm trying to get, uh, I got a nephew of mine that lives down south to get him to come up there. One of either either Iowa State or South Dakota State. Yep. No, well, good good time out there. Really good school. And uh, from there, I started with uh, with AgriLiant and LG. Uh, it was about seven and a half years ago now. Um, so I actually started out in Western Minnesota working. Uh, about three years ago, I suppose here now, I got uh, got the opportunity to move back around home and take a district sales manager role around here. So I uh, took that opportunity and been working with some uh, great people in LG and some really awesome distribution points down here. So yep, been a good time so far. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's why we wanted you on here because, I mean, you've always been pretty good to us. I mean, uh, people at home don't see it, but he's dropped off some beef sticks like he usually does. <laughs> it's like, hey, mix. We're, mix. we're pack in already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mix around. Uh, he dropped off some beef sticks for us. So <laughs> They usually come in about this time, too, for the yeah. uh, the mid-afternoon snack time. Yes. Yeah, well, I don't like people getting skinny on me or going hungry, so well, that's my uh, You don't have to worry about that with this, this group here. So. <laughs> we're linebackers here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Now, just a little bit about LG, I guess. Uh, we're part of AgriLion Genetics, uh, formed in 2000. Um, we've got, we're actually the third largest seed company. Uh, AgriLion is in the U.S. right now. Uh, we've got corn, soybeans, alfalfa, and sorghum. Um, some really good proprietary genetics uh, that you can only find in some of the AgriLion bags. And uh, the traits we've basically access from a couple different companies wherever we see the best fit to put on our germplasm so it's been uh been really fun seeing some of those, these new hybrids come out the last couple of years and we've got a nice list of new ones coming out next year too so it's been really fun to see and seeing some of the differences in genetics across all companies yeah 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 you know right now this is kind of a fun time for for everybody i think because i mean there's a lot of new things kind of coming on the horizon we just we actually were just getting back from a um a meeting from masgro to kelb so we're kind of hearing what they got they got some new stuff kind of coming online when it comes to new traits uh and some new packages there i mean everybody's got a lot of new stuff and 
rightfully so. We got to have some new stuff. There's some challenges that are kind of coming on the horizon that we we got to work through. Yeah, and you know, you'd hit on it a little bit, but looking further into the conversation, we'll talk about some of the stuff we're looking at this year. But a lot of these new hybrids have some very have some very good tolerance to some of the new diseases for our area. Um, tar spots, one we'll touch on a bit, but that mm-hmm. one's a big one to keep an eye out for. And it's it's fun to see the the agronomics on these uh, hybrids increase as we as we proceed. Yeah. So, you know, part of the reason we had you come in today, too, is you kind of see, you know, the 20,000 foot view. You know, me and Brady, unfortunately, sometimes we kind of get kind of pigeonholed into our, our locations on what's actually going on about you it. You 20,000 acre? 20, yeah, 20,000 foot. So that's not that oh, 20, high. 20,000 foot. I was about to say that we're, we're the 20,000 foot and he's, he's 100,000 100, acre or whatever. You okay. Want. Well, whatever. I mean. It's like 10 square feet. I thought 10 square yeah, feet. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we kind of get kind of stuck, you know, thinking about our six mile area around our locations, you know, and you see a lot more territory out there. I mean, what have you been seeing? You've probably been marching through some of this corn a lot more than we have. I mean, what are you seeing out there in the countryside? Yeah, so, and I maybe should have mentioned it too, the territory that my district basically encompasses is um, Iowa border, maybe into Iowa a little bit. Um, And then it's almost like a triangle. You go from that Preston, Canton, Fillmore County area, um, goes up to the south edge of the cities, and then kind of down to that Blue Earth, Martin County, kind of that neck of the woods. So um, that's kind of the area I encompass. And there there is a lot of differences uh, just across the area. Um, there's already some disease setting in, especially when I was looking over east. Um, you know, you get up by that Blooming Prairie area and there's some stuff that uh, is going to be tasseled real soon. Uh, I was looking at some stuff the other day that was three leaves away from tassels. So um, overall, I would have to say stuff looks really good this year, though. Um, you know, it was uh, it definitely stood out that we weren't able to plant until some of those soil temperatures were a little warmer. Um, I mean, we had corn that was out of the ground in five days. So, <laughs> yeah, I know that was a challenge for us at times because yep. it's like, man, we got to get we got to get going, you know, on yep. the spraying side of things. So, yeah, I I would say overall things look pretty darn good in our area. Um, there's definitely some disease coming in. Uh, the main one that I noticed was actually over uh, kind of by Canton area. Um, you know, when we look at corn on corn, there's always going to be a little more disease pressure in that. Um, there's a field over there that last year was corn, had some anthracnose in it. The stalks were good enough that they were standing, so the grower didn't, you know, look at it or think a whole lot about it. But um, there's already anthracnose that was splashing off of the ground from last year's residue and coming up on this year's crop. And it was at like V4 when it was doing this. So you know, I've noticed that here um, this last week I was looking at some stuff we tissue sampled for a guy and corn on corn. I, I thought it looked like there were, some of the leaves kind of had that anthracnose symptomology on it. And I mean, nothing I'm too concerned about, but it's still something. Well, it's, it's pretty early for anthracnose. Exactly. To start yeah. Um, when you were over in that Canton area, were you starting to see any of that tar spot over that way? I've heard some rumors there's maybe some in Fillmore County. Yeah, I when I was over there, I didn't see any. Um, I know what it looks like. I've seen it uh, the last two years. Um, luckily for us, it's come in late enough that it really hasn't uh, 
significantly in affected the yield. Um, you know, if we, if we've got it coming in early though, I mean, it can hinder yield pretty hard. Um, and that's, you know, like we had talked about a little bit ago, some of these newer hybrids, you know, tar spot really wasn't in our area five years ago. Um, a lot of these newer hybrids are starting to, uh, we've got a lot better tar spot resistance in them. Um, you know, nothing's going to be a hundred percent resistance to tar spot, but finding hybrids, especially if you start seeing it in your fields, finding hybrids that are going to have some resistance to it's going to be really important going forward. You know, you, you, unfortunately, you guys, you maybe caught this a little bit, but uh, like Goss's wilt when that first came into the area, that was about what, 10 years ago or 12 years ago. That was kind of the same thing we were dealing with, maybe not as widespread as tar spot could be, but when it hit, it hit pretty hard because we just didn't have any genetic, um, you know, tolerance to it. Or it wasn't in the area before, so we weren't screening for it. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, you know, then you are screening for some of those things. Yep. And I I know, so I work uh, very close with some of the agronomists and the area agronomy manager who selects some of the new hybrids coming forward. And they've actually been looking at the tar spot. Um, they've seen it coming for a couple of years here. So, I mean, they were, you know, it takes several years to get it from that breeding stage to commercial production and commercial sales. So that's, that's one nice thing is that they started noticing that moving north. So they've been working on getting those tar spot ratings up on these new hybrids for a couple of years now um and you know some of that might have been learned from when goss's wilt was coming up here mm -hmm. um you know i think there was some uh people that got caught off guard a little bit with the goss's wilt and and it takes a couple of years to get the new one coming forward so the sooner you recognize that something may be a problem going forward the sooner you can try breeding stuff into uh higher resistance for that mm -hmm. so I I just I had a, some notes that we kind of were you, putting. You're together. all over the place on your notes. I know, I know. I usually <laughs> am. Have you ever talked to me? Yeah, <laughs> that's all I need to say. Well, we kind of keyed into it a little bit on spring. You know, we got out. We had those cold soil temperatures and stuff. And man, did, did the spring go fast and furious? I mean, we went from zero to sixty and you know, Lamborghinis speed, you know, <laughs> yeah, there, there's, oh, there's mid twenties probably, uh, of plots that I have that I work with directly and not all of them, but a fair amount of them I help put in and all but three of them were put in within seven days. So it was, uh, <laughs> including our, you helped yeah, with ours yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, when you when you got off the start line, you didn't quit running for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that Arctic cat put some uh, put some hours on it. Yeah, to say well, the least. It, it worked good though. There you go. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. But I'm um, you know I'm I'm pretty grateful we had that start though because I mean you go look at uh, how the corn came up and then the, how the beans came up. You know, the last couple of years we've had some emergence issues. I. I haven't heard of much for emergence issues this year. I mean, you you haven't obviously, or have you? No, um, there actually wasn't anything that I went and looked at that I can remember. I mean, there's some days that were a blur back in planting season, right. but there's <laughs> right. there's nothing I can remember even going and looking at that had emergence issues this year. I mean, it, it was just, like I said, it was impressive when we had that nice warm soil temp, had some moisture in the ground when we started planting and that stuff just shot out of the ground and it was all right there, yeah. even on the corn on corn. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because even like on the soybeans too, I mean, sometimes we have that issue with maybe some crusting. I don't think we really had there, much of that. Yeah, there there was some crusting, was. not not right in your area here, but there was some areas that had a little bit of crusting. Um, you know, there's I'd call it north of here probably. Okay, that's there, that's where I saw a little bit in, in my my area. Yeah. Okay, no, a little north of here. Yep. Okay, but it wasn't anything that it like you know, killed 20 acres of an 80 acre field kind of thing. But um, I think there's definitely some population that got lost on the soybeans, not enough to justify anything or, you know, replant or anything like that. But um, I think population on beans is going to be down just a touch in some of those areas this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I think we, we, it seemed like everything went in in about a 10 day period between the corn and the beans and, yeah, it was it was a blur. <laughs> I think uh, there is nobody in this business that won't say that. I guess so. Yeah, but it's fun. Oh yeah, yeah. If we it, didn't enjoy it, we wouldn't be doing it. Well, my thing is, it's like holy, holy crap, we got that all done in that period nice of time. Save. I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, but seriously, I mean, it was just crazy the the amount of work that that got done at that point and. And it was kind of nice just to get it over with because I was, it, it I was, was very people were ready to be done with it as soon as they got started because it was, well, it was getting I running late. I wouldn't call it late, but I mean, it was getting towards that. It was definitely getting towards that late mark well, and guys wanted to get it in the ground. We had a lot of a lot of conversations and you did too, where it's like, I got 100, 506 day corn. I got to get it in the ground now. Otherwise, it's gonna, not going to be dry. It's like, just relax. You get it in yeah. the ground. It's going <laughs> to pop out of the ground. And I've had a lot of conversations with guys. It's like, man, we're so far behind. It's like, no, not really. I mean, this corn got out of the ground five days. Is it like four days behind from last year? And we had to like a three-week head start on the planting window. Yeah. And I would say, too, I mean, we're not tasseled right now, but tasseling is going to be coming pretty quick. And I would say we really didn't start tasseling till a week after the 4th of July last year. Yeah, it was like about next week yeah starting so, like so i week mean of the 10th or the 12th we're we're gonna be pretty darn close on tasseling as far as calendar as to where we were last year i think well and that was ahead of schedule right that you was know, planted yeah. ahead of schedule yeah and, yep. yeah I, I always figure if we're tasseled out by the third week in july and the airplanes helicopters and haggies are running across the fields for for tasseled corn fungicide that's that's good yeah I, I think we're going to be right on pace yep so, i would agree with you so so, so, uh, um, we kind of went fast and furious on spring. We kind of started doing post corn. Obviously we, we got a kind of a fast start on, on how this stuff went. Brady, you and I, we, we kind of had to learn a little bit on, on, on this conventional chemistry, a little bit on the fly, uh, <laughs> with, you know, the roundup issues that we've had this uh-huh. year with, uh, cost of it. And yep. so supply actually was a little bit better than we expected. Don't, yeah. don't you agree? Yeah, and it, that would have been nice for someone to let us know that ahead of time, but I don't think anybody had an idea. So. No, I don't think the whole industry no, did. No, no, no. I mean, definitely, I, but from what I, I've seen so far, it seems like some of the conventional stuff worked pretty good. We had some, you know, a lot of stuff that was like, you know, like. I'm, the, I'm pleased with it. Yeah, with like like an Impact or Impact Z, Realm Q, you know, as, as just the primary. I mean, it seemed like things yeah. worked pretty good. Yep. But. We did see uh, plenty of flashing, though, uh, on, on some of this corn. <laughs> I'm sure you saw that, too. <laughs> Anything that hey, had a, a collision. Oh, my goodness. It was <laughs> God, it was fun to watch that stuff. <laughs> Just and, and tell the guy to go fishing for a couple days. It'll yeah, be fine, but yeah. it's not something we're used to seeing. Yeah. No. Well, it, 
Yes and no. I think we've seen more of it the last couple of years, but it was just the weather was just right for it. You know, we just had uh, no waxy cuticle on any of this stuff. We were kind of cool. And then we went really to a blast furnace in about three days. It's just I'm surprised we didn't have as much uh, damage as we did or, or issues as we did. But it's been mainly cosmetic. Um, you know, especially when we're doing like Acuron GT and, and Halix and Resicor, you, that stuff's really hot at times. <laughs> yeah. And there's been, like you said, pretty decent control off of it for as dry as it's been. Uh, you look at some of the residuals and they've, they've held pretty decent actually, it seems like yeah. this year. Yeah. Well, we had, I think timely rains at the start on the corn and especially on the beans, which we'll talk about here in a second, but, but. I thought the overall, it seemed like things were holding in there pretty good. There has been maybe a few resprays or a few things like that, especially if it was some high weed issue areas, but it seems like things are holding pretty good on the corn. But we'll get into the one that we've probably focused our most attention on probably is the soybeans because we just kind of got done with the f- the first pass, we hope. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you obviously sell beans in Minnesota. You definitely had to deal with uh, some issues with uh, the Extend label. Uh, what were your, how 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 that uh, conversation go with your guys? You know, the biggest thing I had uh, or reason I guess guys did stick with the Extend program uh, is just their beans they were comfortable with or they knew uh, they performed well last year. Um, but I would say a, a large chunk of the guys switched to E3s this year um, just for the simplicity of the chemi- chemistry on it. Um, Liberty, like you had talked about with chemical supply and stuff, Liberty they were talking about was going to be tight this year. Um, that that almost scared some guys away from the Extend Flex platform and went to the E3. Um, but well, it, it did myself. I right. I was thinking about doing some of them, but then it kind of came down to is there going to be liberty to be had for, you know, a rescue treatment or. And it, it's not cheap. I mean, nothing is, but uh, liberty does work well. But yeah, when, when you don't know if you can even get it, that kind of limits what you can spray on those beans. Right. But I, I would say most of my area by next year is going to be uh, enlist E3. And, and a lot of it is because that chemistry, the chemistry side of it. Yeah. What what did you do on your own operation this year? I went with the Enlist E3s. Um, I had Extend Flex last year, and they were some pretty impressive beans. I mean, they did really good. Um, but I went with the Enlist. I've got Alfalfa on one side of it, and then I've got uh, Neighbor's Corn on the other side. And uh, just for the simplicity of it, um, went to the Enlist platform. Well, and you kind of get to around where the deadline was. I mean, June 12th on the Minnesota side, and it was June 20th here on the Iowa side. I, I even had a hard time even getting a day to make it work. Yeah, and there were some windy days this spring, too. That definitely didn't help us. You know, it might have been the right temperature and everything, but when it's 40-mile-an-hour wind and you're watching barrels fly across the road, yeah. then it, you can't really be spraying <laughs> extend flex. Or, or anything for that matter. But... Yeah. yeah, I think it's a good program or a good product. I really do. It's just the baggage that goes with it. I mean, right. I, I like the bean. I think the, some of the beans are really good beans. I think the the product itself, if you can get it sprayed timely, it, it does do what it's supposed to do. It's just 
you know, if you, if you're in an area that there isn't a lot of those beans and, and then you got crops like you're talking alfalfa or, or sensitive areas, I mean, it just, it gets to be very, very difficult to do. Yeah. And most of the guys that I had that did actually utilize the extend uh, chemical this year, um, what they were doing was either doing a pre-emerge right before the beans came up. So they're trying to put a pre-emerge with extend downs so there. You know, if there's something that came up, there's a little bit of residual and extend, or they were putting a pre-emerge down and then they were coming back like two weeks later like with an early post, right? Really early post. And then working with the Liberty and dual later in the season kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would agree. I mean, the, the chemistry side of it does work very well. Uh, it's just some of the restrictions and some of the cautions you have when using it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, there's not going to be a right answer for anyone's operation, whether it's E3 or Extend Flex. You just got to know your operation and what's going to work best for you. Right. Yeah, because one of those concerns was the weather. I mean, we just, we had decent growing degree days. We had plenty of sun. We had, you know, for the most part, we had rain lately, but we had some windows to kind of get it done. It was just the wind would not. Co- cooperate at all and uh yeah that, that makes makes things tough especially uh especially if you're trying to you know, play play by the rules <laughs> yeah well especially for you guys where you have to play it by the rules and i yeah. mean when you've got four thousand acres that everyone had sprayed by noon tomorrow um, <laughs> that makes it a little more interesting for you yeah yeah i know it that never happens <sighs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I, I would say for the most part, I, we were pretty timely on the beans. We did have a couple of hiccups with, uh, we had a couple of rain events that kind of popped up out of nowhere and kind of hooked us for a couple of days. But really, I mean, for the amount of rainfall we've had, we've been able to just keep keep moving, and you know, until this weekend, I guess. So, so on the bean side of thing, Brady, uh, what uh, and part of the reason I asked this is I actually did a treatment test plot this year, looking at some of the different treatment levels, and um, we've actually got our intern is going to be looking at uh, the nodulation on soybeans, um, you know, in the different treatment levels. What uh, I mean was there a lot of guys that used treatment this year that haven't in the past just because of where the commodity price was. Or kind of what's your take from the soybean treatment side of things? I'd say um, the guys that have always used it uh, continue to use it. And um, we saw a lot of increase on like a heads up or a, or a more economical um, treatment. Um, I would say maybe there was a little less treatment uh, on I, my end, but maybe that's just because we're a little scattered this year i think some of it, last year i think some of it was i had a couple guys that had been a treatment guy that well it's warm and it's going to get out that of the was, ground that's fast. what a lot that's I think, what i had to deal with a lot too yeah yeah, yeah. which uh, the, i understand the logic of it but but there's still some risks factors with that as well because you can have disease that uh, warm and how warm many do we put on yours for 
Five, four. I think there was five. When I told Brady what I wanted on there, he's like, I don't know if I have enough jugs. No, what he was thinking was cha-ching, cha-ching, yeah, yeah. cha-ching, cha-ching. And Mick's like, oh, well, insurance. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah okay, well, that, that sounds good. Well, I do have uh, the whole shebang and kitchen sink of treatment right next yeah. to some untreated uh, one-sixes on my field. So yeah, we'll see. If, how they- if they're 100 bushel beans next to uh, 60 bushel beans, then I'll be coming back and we're going to try six different treatments next year. Um, I was about to say you're gonna you'll see like a poster yeah. you know you always see the fungicide trial right yes posters will be a, it'll be a treatment poster of a yeah. mix a home field there with the split treatment mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we should have had yours last year but you didn't have a split treatment in there so now you do it no no and i i don't Cause, have because what 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 are your treatments that you're going out there with mick so i've got a 2-1 bean that i've got untreated and then I've got one that's just fungicide insecticide. Okay. And then I've got one that's fungicide insecticide inoculant. And then there's one that's fungicide insecticide inoculant and saltro. Yep. So so that to explain that, let's let's did you have t- heads up too. You had heads so up. So that was the stuff I got treated from you guys had heads up. That was the one six. And okay. I've, yep. I've only got a untreated next to the the whole shebang of treatment. Okay. All right. Let's explain saltro and heads up to everybody that maybe not know that. Saltro is uh is for uh, uh, a sudden death. Um, it's pro- a product from Syngenta and nematicide, and it's a product from Syngenta, and it's not supposed to cause any haloing like maybe one another product out there. Which actually the uh, Syngenta rep, Tim Westrom, his field's right across from mine, so he's all excited to put up uh, Saltro signs all <laughs> oh, over I'm my sure field. I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't already. <laughs> he's our rep too, so <laughs> good. Um, but then the head, heads up is also, it, it's not a um, it's not a, uh, a fungicide per se. It's, it's more. It's, um, I would say it's closer to that uh, living organism kind it, of a it's yeah, i mean it's, that's what i mean it is that's what it is i no, mean biological it's not I'm a sorry, bio- bio- it's closer to that biological kind of i mean it's 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 almost like a like a b12 shot i would argue <laughs> almost like giving like an animal a b12 shot that's i mean it's and, and that's supposed to help with white mold and sudden death yeah yeah it's supposed to promote um an expression like a plant health expression in the plant so in theory it's supposed to help kind of get that thing to through that disease and i think it for what it is for what it costs i think it does that but it it was cheap and that's the biggest reason i had that and inoculant on that on the stuff i had brady uh treat for me is i mean inoculant is fairly cheap compared to if you're short a little inoculum in the soil i mean you can lose a lot of yield quick so um, that was fairly cheap compared to a bushel of beans as well as the heads up. Mm-hmm. Have you done any um, visuals with the plants at all? I mean, do they look any different, better, worse? Same? They, they really don't look any different. Um, we did, like I said, they had the intern I, last week or a week and a half ago, the intern and I went and dug up uh, three plants from each one of the different treatment levels and looked at uh, the nodulation on the roots on it. Um, so and the plan is to have him do that three times through the summer and just see if there's much difference. I wouldn't say we really saw much difference at, at the point we did it this last time. Um, next time will probably be another week or two here. We'll have him have them do it again and uh, see if we can wash them, wash some roots off and see what they look like. You'll have a five potter compared to a three potter. That's what it'll probably be, right? 
I was hoping six, but oh, okay. yeah, I suppose five would be seven, all right. Seven pods. Seven pods. Yeah, he'd be good. <laughs> like a banana out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you get to that point, let us know. I think that'd be kind of interesting for everybody. I mean, just make sure you document it well and remind everybody where you got the treatment from. So, yeah. <laughs> back alley. Yep. Back, back alley. Brady, you better get some more tanks next year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, one other thing we want to mention, too, on this bean thing, and this this is just a public service announcement on that. We want to make sure that we got the right things in the right places and the right chemistry on the right areas, because that can happen at times. We've seen some pockets out there out in the countryside. We want to make sure that, you know, guys remember that. And this is the kind of time of the year you do see that if something did happen. Yeah, it it uh, definitely is showing up a little bit this year, um, and it's it's no good for anyone. I mean, you know, just paying attention to the the labels on the bags. You know, saving bag tags, show them to who you're going to have apply chemical to make sure everything is kosher on that. Yep. Um, you know, we want to use these chemistries and these uh, traits correctly um, the best we can. So. Keep keeping good track of that is is definitely a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, one one area we want to make sure we're going to check here in the next couple of weeks is how effective our treatments were. And uh, I think I was telling you guys before we got started, if we're starting to hear maybe some breaks out there um, on some, maybe even some of these enlist acres. I've been kind of probably hearing the same thing, correct? Yeah, a little bit here and there. Um, I think I think some of the guys sprayed it and haven't maybe looked at it again in the last, you know, over the 4th of July or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there is a few sneaking through, and I'm not a chemist, so I don't know the explanation yeah. on it. But it, it can happen to anything, and just keeping in front of it, keeping, keeping an eye on it. So if you do need to go hit it again with something, that you're out there before the weeds are, you know, waist high. Yeah, it, it's a little different um, on how this thing kills versus like like we, we're so used to like Roundup and like atrazine and even even uh, Liberty where it's it's pretty instant gratification in about a few days you you got brown plants. I, I, one thing I do like about the two the enlist program, it seems like it's pretty instant gratification. Like the next day it's like, all right, everything's all twisted up out there, but then you might go out there 10 days later and it kind of, the plants all look the same yet. And it's like, right. It's still twisted up. Still it's, twisted, not brown. it's not brown. Right. And uh, I think that's one thing that does get us in trouble sometimes where guys still see, they see that and it's like, Oh, it's not dying. Well, it, is it, or is it not? I've you know, almost got to give it a couple of weeks before you feel good about it. Right. It's like that 14 day period. Yeah. 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 And there might be a few things that make it through, but some of it's coverage. Some of it is just the size of plants. We probably had some, you know, four inch weeds, you know, sometimes that gets to be a little. That, tr- was, that looked a little higher than yeah, four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So looking at pop a two can. foot weed there. I was about to say pop can. Everybody knows what a pop can is. Pop can. Like. Yep. That's right. So, so we're kind of getting done with that and we can start focusing on other things. Kind of what's next. You kind of mentioned the other worries, the other worries, the other worries. <laughs> so you said you found some corn that was three ta- or three leaves to tassel to the north. Yep. Uh, it was up by just a little bit west of New or Heartland is where it was. So, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, it was three leaves to tassel. We were out there yesterday looking at it, and it's it's cooking right along. I mean, it was it was over my head, and I'm not super tall, but I'm definitely not the shortest guy. So it's it's coming right along. I mean, we get all these 80-degree days, especially now that we've got some moisture. Um, that stuff is going to be growing really quick. Yeah. I um I was actually in some of mine last night, and it was about shoulder high, and I had about five leaves left to tassel and and uh i mean i i hadn't been out there probably in 10 days because the last time i was out there was probably about thigh high knee or uh hip high and it's like gosh what the heck did this happen <laughs> it's just crazy well it was crazy just seeing i mean it went from the rows were eh, we're getting close to shading to all of a sudden it's over your head yeah i mean it was like the snap of a finger yeah yeah but I would say on average, we're probably in that five to seven from what I've seen so far. Yeah, I would probably call it right around there, just on an average or whatever. So that's going to put us, what, two weeks? Right around days. there, yeah. I'd, I'd say two weeks to be a little safe. But, you know, like we had talked about earlier, we tasseled the week after 4th of July last year. Um, two weeks after the 4th of July. Um, that's why I said I don't I don't feel like we're far behind at all by any means. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But you're going to want to be getting the spray rigs ready and getting ready to put some fungicide on to keep these plants healthy for some of these diseases that we're seeing coming in. Yeah. Other than tar spot, I mean, are you seeing anything else? Any northern corn leaf blight, anything, any gray, gray leaf? It's probably too early to see gray leaf spot. But Yeah, I really haven't seen anything. And, you know, something that I've, I actually had uh, the agronomist tell me the other day was, um, you know, if you have one issue out in the field, you're probably not going to notice it. You know, if you just have one thing come in, a lot of times by the time we're out looking at fields, cause someone said something looks a little funny, there's two, three, four different diseases that are on that plant already. And they're kind of combining themselves and, and that's when you start to notice that stuff. So, right. Um, yeah, other, other than the anthracnose coming in, um, that's all I've really seen so far this year. But, uh, you know, if we've got this kind of heat and now we've got some moisture, there's going to be some, there's going to be some diseases coming in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see where, where that's going to end up, but I, you know, we're still at a decent price for, for price on the board. I mean, I, some of the top has been taken off here recently, but I, I mean, we still have a great opportunity. I still think there's a great crop coming this way too. Oh, I I completely agree with you. Um, just yeah, looking at the stuff that's out in the field, it um, the agronomist told me one time that a corn plant that's got tillers on it's a happy corn plant, and there's yep. a lot of corn plants with tillers out there. Well, and I haven't really seen much for you know deficiencies either, any nitrogen deficiencies or any sulfur deficiencies or whatnot. I mean, it seems like things are looking nice underneath too. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. And especially on the nitrogen side, um, you know, that we had kind of a dry stretch in there. So it's not like we lost nitrogen uh, from when we applied it this spring. Right. Uh, I mean, it kind of stayed put where we wanted it to be. And I think that's helping the corn plants out and, and having that dry spell in there wasn't all bad either. I mean, those roots went chasing water. Yeah. Um, so they went down to tap into some nutrients down below too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and we've kind of talked a little bit about this with this tar spot thing, um, you know, and obviously you said you're not the chemistry guy, but I mean, you know, we, everybody, that's like the hot topic for everybody right now. And it's like, well, one pass, two pass, is it coming in early? Do we need to worry about it? Well, I mean, what do you, what have you been hearing other than 
other than that. So I, and uh, hopefully if an agronomist listens to me, they're not going to slap me across the head. But I think (laughs) if you've got some tar spot that you know is in your area, I think finding hybrids that have some resistance is going to be your first go-to on that. Um, You know, like we've got 101 day, 100 day, some of these newer corns of ours especially have some very good resistance to it. Um, You know, rather than finding a product that's 10 years old, that's been good for you, uh, that doesn't have any resistance. I think finding a hybrid that's got some built-in resistance is going to be the first part. Um, The second part is definitely applying a good fungicide to it. Um, think of it as any kind of disease in in a person or in an animal. I mean, the healthier that plant is, the better it's going to be able to defend itself against these diseases. Right. Well, I'm kind of concerned with this idea. We need to be shooting a two pass out there in this part right now. I mean, as you said, we've seen it too the last couple of years. And a lot of times you and I, Brady and I have seen this. It's It's been about September. Yeah, it's as it's as we're drying down. And yeah, it's plants shutting not, down. We're not and, worrying about it. And I guess my thing is big deal if it's starting to have a little bit of it at that time. Yeah, um, I would agree with you. I mean, once it's drying down, it's not as big issue. It's but I mean, if we start seeing it come in next week, then then we're going to be needing to do something because right. it's you know that corn plant needs all of its leaf and surface area to. Um, take sunlight in and photosynthesize and get that energy into the ears. So if it starts coming in too early, um, we're going to need to be paying a lot closer attention to it than we are now even. Correct. Correct. But I think for me, I feel that if we're doing a fungicide at tassel time, which is in the next week or so, I think we're going to be okay with it. Yeah. Yep. Like I said, keep that corn plant healthy. Let it fight off the disease. So, plus then it comes down to cost and availability of things too. (laughs) We won't go there. Yeah, let's not go there. Skip skip next year's problem. That's next year's Chad's problem. That's yeah. That's yeah. That's next year's Chad's problem. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we haven't really given a lot of focus on the soybean diseases yet or anything, but like white mold and sudden death. I'm a little concerned we could maybe see ourselves with some white mold this year. Um, I mean, agree, disagree? I mean. No, I, I would agree with you. Um, and this, I, I guess in this term, I'm speaking around my place, but we had four inches, 4.1 inches of rain on Tuesday. Um, so so we, how'd you fare with that? I mean, didn't uh, have anything underwater too bad, did you? Well, I was hoping to cut hay the end of this week, and uh, the paddle happen. the paddle boat doesn't have a PTO <laughs> on the back, so oh, okay. I, I guess I'm not cutting hay. But uh, I at mean, least you didn't have it cut beforehand, and it's down the river. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the river just came to it. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so I mean, there's it. I was surprised there wasn't more water standing than there actually was. Um, you know, it it came down in three hours basically is when we got all that rain uh and we had an inch the prior friday well we had the fourth of july rain Mm, we i don't think we had that one you didn't have any rain on the fourth i had almost over an inch and a half on the fourth no we had an inch rain i i think it was oh that it it was over the fourth chad yeah might not 
it, it might have been I don't oh, easy now. <laughs> Any, over, over the weekend, we had uh, we had five point one. So, okay, there you um, go. Yeah, but it's so see uh, there he got there his, he got yeah, it. He got, he got it. an inch of rain. Yeah, but I mean it was generally where there's wet spots just in my yard. Um, you know there was definitely puddles there that night after we got that four inches, but uh, the next morning. I'd say by eight, nine o'clock, most of them puddles were gone. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of it ran off or whatnot, but uh, a lot of it had to soak in. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's been the crazy part of this year. It's, it's that, that we've been able to shed a lot of this water with little or no you know, issues that way. Right. But back, back to your point though, on the, uh, on the white mold thing. Um, I think we are going to see some white mold coming in, especially if we keep this humidity and this heat up. Um, actually the bean rows of mine, uh, a couple of days, they're going to be shaded and they're 30 inch rows. So yeah. I mean, this last couple of days, just like the corn, these beans have really stretched out too. And when you start shading the row and you don't get air through that row, that's uh, kind of inviting white mold in. So we, we could definitely have some opportunity to see some white mold this year. I think these beans, they were kind of just hanging on until they got some moisture. They didn't move for like two weeks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I, I got soybeans around my house, and and I swear after we had the rain on the fourth, the the rows closed up at my yeah. place. You know, I, I got fifteen inch rows, and it's like I think they grew overnight. And on you know, I was getting ready to come to work on Tuesday. It's like holy, holy moly! I mean, they're <laughs> another save right there. <laughs> He's on a roll. <laughs> um, you get him a buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, it just tells you how long we've done this. I, I kind of got into, you know, the usual work conversations, you, you know, yep. <laughs> definitely have a different vocabulary on this than I do of normally. So <laughs> what about sudden death? I mean, you think we'll see some, I, the only thing with that one is with as late as we were planted, unless, mm. unless you had some in early. Right. Um, yeah, but. If you had them in early, probably should add treatment on them, right, Brady? Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the Saltro, um, you know, some of these treatments help with sudden death because sudden death sets in at the seedling stage and very early in that soybean plant's life. It just doesn't get expressed until Late. uh, later in the season. So, um, I mean, if it's there, there's nothing we're going to do about it now. Correct. And I just wait and see at that point. Yeah, you're not going to go out there with a fungicide or anything and take it out no 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 there's no taking that out fun even fungicide on white mold is kind of iffy at times but right you know there's still plenty of them that will but say they, they there is some and like, actually this is not a bad time to do it you know i mean your miravis neos i mean they kind of have a two pass now in a couple weeks and it seems to help i got a couple guys that have been doing that for a couple of years and Seeing some benefits to it. Same as corn with fungicide. I mean, you're keeping the plant healthy. It can fend off some more of its own diseases. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, it keeps the stress off of it. So that's kind of what uh, we got to worry about for the rest of the year when it comes to growing this crop. Right. Anything else we want to kind of mention before we kind of call our quits other than um, – what do you I, think? Babe? I don't know. You want to do a little plug for uh, maybe some uh, some some options we have on uh, some fertilizer? 
Well, yeah, I guess we could. Let's let's hit with that, and then we'll wrap her up. Okay, okay, yeah, so it's kind of some live. This uh, is this is a, this is our our commercial now. Right? Yeah, this is our part. Yes, yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, and this is a little early. Usually, we don't talk about this at this time of year, but uh, we are starting to see some pricing going out there with. Uh, fertilizer, mostly, all, all, pretty much all for this fall. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we do have some uh, pricing opportunities on on potash and map, and we um, we got a urea price. Yes. Yep. We got a urea, urea price and, and a uh, and a anhydrous price. Yep. Yep. And maybe soon uh, thirty two price, but we'll see ones. Yep. Still waiting on that. Still one. waiting on that yep. one. So, but. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to see that come in. Um, if you haven't bought any fertilizer since last fall, you're probably going to think, what the heck are we doing? But uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of lot of changes in, in the fertilizer supply side yeah, yep. here in the last 12 months. So yep. so if, if that's something that we want to look into, that's probably not a bad thing to start having that conversation at least because you know, we want to make sure that we you get the best price, and I think at this time of the year, it it, it will be the you know your best option uh, versus trying to wait. And so we saw what happened when we waited last year, right, right, because we did see some big gains, especially when it came to like anhydrous. I mean, that stuff was almost double by the time we oh, got yeah. to overrun, yep. and that's just the anhydrous. I mean, the rest of it followed yeah. suit. Yeah, the rest of it followed suit too. I mean, potash went up and. But like you said, if you bought some stuff last spring and had some acres to do last spring, these prices are are kind of more in line with that. So, you know, maybe don't not the sticker shock that way. But uh, if you got any questions with that, that's something that you can talk to me or Brady or the rest of the agronomy staff here at Northern Country about. And uh, we'll we can put some pen and paper to it. And yeah. Point you in the right direction. Point you in least. the right direction. Right. So, um that's kind of about all I got today, don't you think, Brady? Cool. I'll hit you with an outro then. All right. I, I was going to uh, point out that I've been keeping track of time. I was waiting for Brady to ask about the harvest stash and if that was coming back this year. He was pretty tickled <laughs> by that last year. So Okay. You, you're you going to have to explain this thing to some people that maybe don't okay. see it. So well, I don't where know. Where they can see it is our Facebook Facebook and Twitter. Hey, hey, where, where, where can you find that stuff, Brady? I was going to say it in my outro, but uh, if you... <laughs> You know, find us on our social media on Northern Country Co-op on Facebook or NCC Precision. Otherwise, on Twitter, it's NCC underscore Precision. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel that is very, fairly uh, barren the last yes. couple months. Yes. But uh, Northern Country Cooperative on YouTube. All right. So back to your mustache story. Yes, let's so, hear your mustache. So last year, uh, <laughs> randomly, and everyone seemed to get a kick out of it. So I guess I'm doing it again this year. I'll have all six whiskers under my nose. But um <laughs> I uh, was randomly will join you. I I was <laughs> impressed. Too Melody late. was too, the too only late. one out of you guys that joined me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks to uh, Snapchat filters. But um, whenever I'd take out a plot last fall, for some reason I got this idea that I would grow a mustache uh, from the time I took out the plot, the first plots, to the time or until I took the last one out. So I had a mustache. Uh, I'm not sure I was allowed within a certain radius of school zones, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> It was, it was interesting looking, but it was kind of fun. Um, you know, whatever plot I'd take out, I'd list the top three hybrids and how they performed and, uh, just something kind of fun and different to do. So, right. so you're talking like hot, like a hockey beard. 
Like like what the, the day like do a playoff like beer. a playoff beer. There you go. There you go. Yeah, playoff beer. But That's usually a, what I do most of the a, time. It's a playoff stash for uh, you know fall harvest. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. just like baseball, October. They do that. I know yeah, hockey I, does they, that. They do it. In, they every playoffs. You're you're talking game. over my head. I don't know how many baskets Tom Brady made in the last hockey See? ball game, but I know he stole third base. See, I so. told you he's an old man living in a young body. <laughs> Well, you'd think baseball would be right up his alley. Yeah, uh, sports just goes over my head. See, told you. <laughs> but, yeah, feel free to join us this fall and uh, post your Harvest Dash pictures. And Northern Country's got some up from last year, so yeah, feel yep, free to yep. join so, us. So get a check on that, and then there's actually some good data there that you posted along with yeah, that. it's kind of fun to see. It's fun and informational, like this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, um, Mick, for coming. Chad, you have to be here. Yes, thank um, you. <laughs> Where you can listen to the podcast because I already gave you our social media. But if you need it again, yeah, uh, let's let's go with it again. You need, okay, uh, Facebook uh, Northern Country Co-op or NCC Precision. Twitter is NCC underscore Precision, and our uh, uh, YouTube uh, channel. Go subscribe to that. At some point, there will be something there. You know, I mean, I've posted a bunch of videos yeah, uh, yep. on on my my personal Facebook page, yep, which I yeah, which you've turn, linked. Just, turn, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because we did the uh, corn growing thing last week, the Cardinal Corn yep. Challenge. So. Yeah, yep. That was kind of fun. So, uh, uh, Northern Country Cooperative on uh, on uh, YouTube there, um, where you can listen to this podcast um, pretty much anywhere you can get your podcast. You can listen to your podcast as long as you got access to your computer. So, um, you know, grandma's desktop at home, uh, you can listen to podcasts. Uh, otherwise, ncountrycoop.com uh, is our website. It's plaster all over there um so yep and apple and stitcher and yeah yep. spotify. Apple, stitcher, spotify amazon music you name it we got it google play store yep did i miss one i don't yeah. i don't think so no close enough okay sweet <laughs> all right <laughs> sounds well, good thank you guys yep. for the invite and everyone stay safe this summer and have a productive harvest thanks